Hey, this is Kirk Cousins, live at the Senior Bowl with Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here today with the Trash Man, who's going to talk to us about some rookie value picks that he's identified for Dynasty and for early 2020 redraft leagues. Also going to run a quick simulation here uh, using version 2.1 of the epic cheat sheet at rosterwatch.com. Also some news and notes we got to hit coming out of the weekend. Trash Man, what the hell's going on, brother? Uh, not too terribly much. Um, prepping for maybe some rain out here. I don't know. You can never tell. <laughs> Texas weather. Texas weather. They're like my ex-girlfriend. You really, you never really know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Which ex-girlfriend? <laughs> probably, probably all of them. Um, the, uh, mainly, the, just, mainly just the most recent one. But, uh, uh, well, it's that, I mean, she's anything like Texas weather, man. She's pretty, pre- pretty woolly girl to deal with. <laughs> Um, let's, let's just, let's just start out here. I just, I want to just, let's do a screen share and just do a quick simulation using version 2.1 of the epic magical mystical cheat sheet available at rosterwatch.com. Um, this pick is from the, uh, this, this draft is I'm picking from the nine hole. Let's just, let's just start it over so we can just reset all the, Reset all the parameters here. Um, okay, so we go to the Draft Wizard on Fantasy Pros. Start a mock draft. So this will be a 2020 PPR snake draft, 12 teams. It's randomized me for the 11th position. Are you okay with that, Trash Man, or you want to try a different one? Uh, I feel like we picked at the end quite a bit. Maybe. maybe. Right. What about the 7th? Uh, we can try that. What about earlier? What about the pick one? I love. Sure, I always love that. It. All right, all right. I love that because that gets me. That gets me McCaffrey. Um, with the wide, so it's a twelve-team league. With the wide receivers, do you want to go two wide receivers, two flex, or three wide receiver, one flex? I like the three-one just because I think most people's leagues are going to be more like that. All right. Uh, one change here in the this. It might not. We moved Kenyon Drake up a little bit live on the show last time you and I were on. So I'm not sure that's going to be accounted for, but everything else should be accounted for in this test two for this cheat sheet. We'll be drafting against the expert consensus of fantasy pros, all these different ADPs, the composite ADPs for ESPN, Fantrax, RT Sports, and Fantasy Football Calculator. Also the best ball average draft position composite from uh, FFPC and from best ball tens. And then the pre-draft rankings at Yahoo, ESPN, and NFL.com. So we'll see what the hell happens here. This is live, and I'm not sure how it's going to go. But hopefully things go well, and we always know it goes well when you get to start out with Christian McCaffrey. Um, Going to hope for a good balanced roster after this, because that's what the cheat sheet's supposed to do. 
and it's been tested a whole lot. We've done dozens of these simulations. So we're going to go with Clyde Edwards-Elaire, who I'm beginning to become more and more comfortable with as you can get him that easy at the you know the two, three turn. Mike Evans here also available. I've heard a lot of talk this week, Trash Man, about Mike Evans. Do you do you become worried about him at all with the people worried about just um, you know Chris Godwin being just such a better, you know, if he's just stylistically just a better fit, a big slot guy with a lot of athleticism after the catch, whereas Mike Evans is more of a kind of throw it down the field, get the ball well, to I was, him. I was going to say Mike Evans is a lot like Rob Gronkowski in that way, but they have Rob Gronkowski. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that transpires for Evans. Gonna I don't think he'll bit- get as much volume. Go I ahead. didn't mean to cut you off. Um, going to get Jonathan Taylor here in the fifth round. There's some news on him we're going to get to. Um, we could ch- typically choose between him and DK Metcalf, but since Tyler Lockett fell to us, there's no way we're going to be taking two Seahawks wide receivers there. And it looks like we're going to be able to address wide receiver a little bit more here at the sixth, seventh round turn as we can get Will Fuller. And then we have a choice now between Darius Geis and Emmanuel Sanders who are next to each other on the sheet. Do you have a preference? with the way that this roster has gone so far, we do have three wide receivers and three running backs. I, I like, I like Sanders there. You do. Okay. I just, I just feel he's going to be more consistent. I mean, Mike Evans, we don't know what the consistency is going to be like. Will Fuller. We don't know what the consistency is going to be like. I think Sanders is kind of a, a lot. Is he targets. He's coming? He's coming off injury I, again. I, I think he's arguably the number two target. In no, New he's, Orleans at this I point. think he's probably inarguable, right? And I mean, this Jared Cook and Alvin Kamara are the two others that you would consider besides Michael Thomas. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's you're right. That's that is not in, in, inarguable, but it's, it sure seems like he'd be the odds on favorite. I, I'll go with Sanders. I kind of wish we I'd like to go with guys, but I, I, I understand where. Oh, look at you, trash man. Darius Guys is going to be available at the turn of the eight nine. <laughs> He is. Look at this. So we'll get Geis, and we'll get Keyshawn Vaughn. And that sounds like a plan. Talk, boy, talk about how we have just addressed, uh, just a really, really addressed a well-balanced team here in the Chi-Chi coming through once again. We'll get Tyler Higby here. I, I, I was talking to Byron Trash, man. If Tyler Higby can be 75 to 80% of what he was last year at, to, to end the season, those final five games, I mean, if you're getting you're you're getting him here in the what the tenth round, if you're a Cooper it's, it's Cup owner, you hope that isn't the case. Yeah, he probably not. Uh, if you're if you're an Amari Cooper owner, you don't want to hear, see this about C.D. Lamb. But boy, I love I love getting the possible number one option in the Dallas Cowboys offense this late. Um, yeah. And it, this is going to be awesome, man. So we're going to get a couple of tight ends that we really like here because the twelve thirteen turn, Mike Gesicki will fall to us. TJ Hawkinson and Aaron Rodgers are on the same line, so we can get Aaron Rodgers here as our QB1. Boy, how things have changed in this world, trash man, where you, you, hey, you get Aaron Rodgers. We, we, we've, late. we've always, well, we've always advocated for taking quarterbacks late, and, you know, people can see how it pays off. Denzel Mims here at the final pick. Yes. I mean, trash man, look at this team. Okay, so the quarterback, and this is using version 2.1. Of the cheat sheet, the roster watch ultimate draft cheat sheet for PPR leagues. This is a 12 team league drafting against all the different sources that your teammates are going to be, or not your teammates, your league mates are going to be using against you in drafts. What we've done is we've leveraged ADP to make it easy, simple to use, 
The, the sheet is made of magic. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. The running backs are Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Jonathan Taylor, Darius Geis, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. The wide receivers are Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Will Fuller, Emmanuel Sanders, CeeDee Lamb, Denzel Mims, and we have two great tight ends, two upside tight ends, I would say, two great upside tight end candidates, and Tyler Higby and Jonathan Taylor. Trash man, hard to get much better than that. That's a hell of a mock draft. Yeah, it's a very well-rounded draft. One of and the guys, I, I really I like the I like the latter half of it. I liked getting Lamb and Mims so late. That's and, incredible and, value. And getting and getting guys whenever I was thinking about taking him, whenever you want right? to take. Yeah, <laughs> well, you just have to realize in a lot of these situations, other people guys are gonna fall. They yeah. They don't esteem yeah. the some of the, uh, the same players that we do. But that was a major fall, trash man. That was a yeah. that, that, that was a that was a twenty four or a twenty two pick fall. From, it was just crazy. I, I wouldn't expect that to happen. Uh, but sometimes it does. I just have to tell you the 2020 roster watch cheat sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is back. Winning fantasy players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. The roster watch cheat sheet. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. I said three rules. It couldn't be easier. The roster watch cheat sheet. Get it now at rosterwatch.com. How many times did I say the roster watch cheat sheet? Five. Five. Yeah, I think I, I was. I, th- I think I was told I need to say it five times. The <laughs> roster watch cheat sheet. Um, okay. Uh, Samir we, is asking, does the cheat sheet help me in deciding which players to keep in keeper leagues? Yes, it yes it does. Just uh, whenever you have your keeper league, just make sure and read the instructions. It'll yeah. Just in in short, in short, uh, keep the players that are the best value on the cheat sheet for for where you can get for where you can get them. But there are specific inst- instructions for keeper leagues and for auctions. Um, okay. It's, it's, it's not just three simple rules though. <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are additional rules in keeper leagues and, and in auctions, but the, certainly the three simple rules in all uh, snake, snake drafts. Uh, all right. So trash me. One of the guys that we took in that draft, Jonathan Taylor, a little bit of fuck kind of news, a little bit of Frank Reich. What, what is he, uh, what do they say? Peeing on our leg and telling us, it's, or no, he's throwing a little bit of, um, raining on our parade, throwing a little bit of water on the old fire here saying that inherently Marlon Mack is, you know, maybe a leg up and what he considers to be a three back committee mentioning Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. Does that, bother you at all about Jonathan Taylor or was Jonathan Taylor good enough to where you can throw out the um, throw out this kind of talk from a head coach because we know that the head coaches are going to not be giving away starting jobs here in the here in the offseason or talking about those kinds of things and they're usually going to be deferring to veterans and uh, kind of talking those guys up he said there's definitely inherent respect for the returning starter uh, when he was asked about uh, Marlon Mack that is from Roto World via 107.5 The Fan in Indy where Frank Reich had an interview yesterday. I mean, well, I've always I've said going into this that I like Marlon Mack as a running back. I don't think he's as garbage <laughs> as, yeah. as, as, you, as you think he is. Or uh, as and, most people think he is. As, as a lot of people think he is. You know, and I love Jonathan Taylor. He was my number one running back prospect coming into the draft. I mean, all of ours, I think. And so... I don't. I mean, I think they're going to find use for him. I I don't think Philip Rivers is going to carry this team, and so I think they're going to need 
two serviceable running backs. I think Jonathan Taylor will prove that he is perhaps the better downhill runner. I don't know. Perhaps. I don't know that he's trash. I don't, trash. Perhaps. I don't, trash. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that he's the best pass perhaps. catching back out of that. Out of that duo. Hold on. Whoa, no, 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 no. Let's just, let's just, let's, 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 let's clear things up before we talk about the pass catching. Perhaps the better downhill runner. What we've, he's from what we've he's seen, one of the best. He's one of the best downhill runners I've seen in my life, man. He reminds me of Emmett Smith. From what we see to the college stuff, I, the thing is, you never really know how these guys are going to pan out in the NFL. And so uh, I, have to, say, I have to say that with out. a grain of salt. I have to say that with a grain oh, of salt. I believe that. I believe that. Okay. I believe that. Okay. Uh, it's just. You like Marlon Mack? But, where would you? But I, but where would you I draft mean, Marlon Mack in, I in think, redraft? This is. I just can't. I think. I think teams. I think. I think. I think coaching staffs, for the most part, are more comfortable with the devil that they know more than the devil that they don't know going into a season. Yeah, just the devil that you don't know is the the devil. What if the devil that you? I think it's the opposite. I think if the devil that you do know sucks, you lo, you you would defer to. But the devil Marlon Mack you. doesn't suck. He kind of sucks. He kind of sucks. He 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 led the league in negative in negative yard runs not last year but the year before he he he, he did get a little bit better last year. Um, I mean, I did 20, look at those in twenty nineteen over a thousand yards on the ground, eight touchdowns. I mean, he n- not stinks. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor's awesome. I don't understand like what the. I don't see how you have a guy who's averaged. A, th- a thousand yards the last two seasons in in eight and a half touchdowns is is garbage. I, I just I don't get that. But yeah, well, I mean, I I do agree with the analysis here from the blurb writer at Roto, Roto World saying like it's um, he's he or she says it might take a misstep injury or simply for Taylor to outplay Mac to unseat the veteran and receive the predominant portion of the workload. Clearly, we don't want to rely on an injury or a misstep from Marlon Mack. But to me, it's just like. Outplay is just it, it. It isn't a question. It's but how many times? How many times have we seen rookies come into the league and not really be implemented by their teams when they have a guy that in the back of that's already served? Derrick Henry being one of the most obvious recent, you know, examples of that. Oh, with, with was he with with Demarco Murray also there? Or what do you mean? With yeah, you know, I, I, I forgot the actual. I forgot. I was so frustrated by that whole situation that I think I put it out, put it out of my mind with this Derrick. Like, why aren't you playing Derrick Henry? Um, all right. Uh, some other news. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Um, Ron Rivera recently compared him to DJ Moore. Your thoughts on that after McLaurin last year, almost 60 receptions, 919 yards, just 93 targets last season. Is, 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 is Terry McLaurin – are you worried about the fact that he's tied to tied to Dwayne Haskins, who I think at least even you can admit sucks? <laughs> no, just because I, I mean, what, since when has Washington had a quarterback that didn't suck? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, like he, yeah. he, he hasn't been playing with great quarterbacks, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not too terribly worried about him. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I I like that though, man. I mean, it, like T, DJ Moore is a sick player. I like it that this talk of uh, DJ Moore. Oh, hey, speaking of sick players, how about Henry Ruggs, dude? Did you hear what happened to him? He was helping he his, his friend move. Thigh. This is what trash me. This is why you're so smart to never help your friends move or never <laughs> do any work. 
It's a really good, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a really good stance to take. It's just like, oh, I can't, you know, I, I, I don't have a truck. I, I don't have a truck. I, I do, I do, I do, I do help friends move. You but do? But they have to be, they have to be very, they have to be generally of the fairer sex. Uh, and, I thought um, you meant they have to be, yeah. I, I thought you were saying they have to be generous about what they'll offer you as far as, as far as rewards for helping. No, 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 no. No, not at no. all. So I, I guess he was something with the trailer. His dad, his dad says he just got kind of. His dad says he was trying to move a trailer or something, move furniture. Had the trailer kind of pinned him against a corner or a wall or something. That's <laughs> pretty that much sounds okay. really dangerous. It was just like a little open wound <laughs> on his left incision, like something stuck him right ah. there. A little bit. <laughs> ah! Oh man, to me, like. I know what it's like dealing with these, <laughs> with these trailers trash. I mean, you get that trailer hooked up to the back of your car, and even the little tiniest little thing gets pinched. Ooh, it's I mean, it's 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 it's, it's tough. Those, yeah, those trailers are no pump. Do you know how to back up a trailer, trash? Man? I do, I do. Uh, you can't. I don't think you can be a touring musician for any length of time and not know what it's like to back up a trailer. It is, it is a, it is a mind fuck unlike any other. Backing up a trailer. <laughs> no, the worst thing is, is is backing up a trailer in New York City, like navigating <laughs> oh, no, a trailer all, in New York City. Yeah, that is a mindfuck. Like, like <laughs> it was, it was that was a nightmare. We had to, you, we had to. You didn't parallel park, did you? Yes, we had in to draw lots. Oh, we had God. to draw lots to see who was going to have to have to drive that thing. And see, it, man, it was, any, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt it, like I could. I felt like I could drive an eighteen wheeler after that. Anytime, anytime I played in New York City, by then I was already signed to at least some kind of major record label to where we had somebody else driving. There's absolutely no way I'd have gone in on a DIY tour that took me to New York City where I was having to park a trailer on like Fifth Avenue. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. It was, it was early on. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Henry Ruggs with the tr- – oh, what about this too, Trash Me? Just one more thing and we'll get into your rookie talk. Um, Boston Scott – because we have Zach Berman at the Athletic saying that he will be competing for more of an offensive role this year. Last year, Boston Scott trash man towards the end of the year actually started coming on, and we kn- we know that they don't ever want to pay off any Miles Sanders fantasy owners there in in, in Philly. They just <laughs> they don't want to. I mean, are they are they just going to keep Miles Sanders at like you know sixteen touches a game, 15, 16 touches a game, and that's it? I mean, is that just what they is is that what they want for him? Can we never hope for 21, 22 touch per game upside from Miles Sanders because I, these guys are just so committed to a committee? I think maybe I think they don't want kind of a Saquon Barkley situation where you kind of uh, you 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 kind of why would they not Ferrari want to say a little bit? Well, no, I mean they, I think they uh, they drafted Miles Sanders because they wanted Sanders somebody like Saquon Barkley. But if you have a, if you have a Boston Scott, you can put him there to do the hard work, the, the heavy lifting, and you keep Sanders healthy. Why not I think have the they have a player do the heavy lifting? I, I think the, I, I think they want to. I don't know if Carson Wentz is any indication of what's happened to him over the past four years. It's, I think maybe they're a little gun shy and you know and 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 injuring their star players, their key players. I I mean, you got especially if you if you have Boston I, I Scott. Think, I always think if about you have Boston shit. Scott, Boston Scott, and he's effective. Why not allow your star player to get some rep? 
especially if your offense is mainly predicated on the pass anyway. Boston Scott's puny. I'm not sure he's that good. <laughs> and to he me, was effective I, I just, for them last season. I, do, I just don't understand. Well, for portions of last season. I, do, I don't understand the line of thinking like the, the 2019 Todd Gurley line of thinking with the, with the Rams. You pay this guy all this money and you, and you baby him the whole time. You baby him so much to where you don't even make the goddamn playoffs because you're, because you're, you're losing football games, playing inferior players. I mean, smoke them if you got them, trash man. You're paying them money. I mean, I'm just talking, I'm thinking about where they, what they might be thinking about. I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. Hey, this is not what I this is not what I would do. This is what I think they're doing for I mean for that reason. Put yourself in the shoes of uh, would you rather put your shoes self in the shoes of John Lynch or George Kittle for this next question I'm going to ask you. Uh, the shoes might be a little bit bigger than mine. I wear like an 11. <laughs> so so Lynch Kittle Kittle's probably like somewhere around a 13. R- really? I got a you 13, think, I, man. I think Kittle's probably more like a 15 or a 16 something. Really? You were a 13? Yeah, I got some feet on me, man. Um, what do you think, uh, George Kittle? Do you think his his, his 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 agent is saying he doesn't care about the tight end market? He's he he's not um, he's not crafting a he's not crafting a tight end deal. He's crafting a George Kittle deal, which basically means it's true. It basically <laughs> means like look, who, who, who I need do you more compare money. to him? Who do you compare to him? I mean, you it's agree? Travis Kelsey. It's Travis Kelsey and and Kittle. I mean, like who else? The size. I mean, they're, di- the they're different. They're different kinds of players. They they do different things, kind of things for their team. It's they they play in the tight. They're they're playing the tight end position, but they're arguably number one receivers on their team. I got. I have a hot take for you, trash man. I, mm. I George George Kittle's the best tight end there is in football, just from an overall standpoint. And so, I mean, that's not that. I mean, it's either him or Travis Kelsey. I mean, yeah, but if you just look at what George Kittle's able to do as a blocker, you know, and also how much he loves it, and just the like, he's so effective. And like, I feel like the Chiefs could, I don't, the the 49ers offense cannot be the 49ers offense without George Kittle. Well, he's the, the face the of Chiefs, that offense. I mean, he's the yeah. face of that offense. You're not going to put your team behind, I mean, even Jimmy Garoppolo, that's not the guy. I mean, they got their stable of running backs. I mean, you're not going to choose one of those guys. None of, the, none of the wide receivers at this point could be the face of the organization. Kittle is Mr. 49ers right now, and I, he, he's going to yeah. get whatever he wants. He needs a bigger contract than Amari Cooper. I mean, you can say that now. CD Lamb is down there. He just uh, – yeah, well, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, okay, but, no, he needs a better contract than, than, than Amari Cooper, and I hope his agent can, can get him one. He, he, he needs to get paid like a pseudo-elite wide receiver type for everything he's able to bring to that team. Um, all right, your, your value rookies. We talking dynasty? We talking redraft? We talking just overall? What do you think? Um, this applies to dynasty, but I think it can apply to redraft too. Um, and the first one is Chase Claypool. Who, oh, really? First guy yeah. we're talking about, Chase Claypool, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he's the 12th wide receiver in fantasy. I mean, in dynasty and in rookie and rookie leagues and rookie drafts right now. Who which else I think ahead is, of him? I, was, I mean, do you know, or did you just write down that he was 12? Um, I'm not sure who's ahead of him. I, I, I'm, I can look at it now. I mean, CeeDee Lamb, 
Jerry Judy, Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson, Henry Ruggs, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Denzel Mims, LaVisca Chenault, Brandon Ayuk, um, Brandon Edwards. Brandon Edwards. I th- yeah. Brian, I, th- I think those are all players that I would take over Chase Claypool at this point. You would take Edwards right. over Claypool right now? I love Brian Edwards. I think Brian Edwards. Well, is maybe if Ruggs is if Ruggs is hurt, but I mean, I think Claypool's on the better better offense. I, th- I think he's got the better quarterback. I think he's. I mean, he's the better red zone target. I, I mean, that height speed combination that's that's hard to find. I just. I get I it. F- he just he does he does not play that fast, man. He just doesn't. I mean, you 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 saw it on tape. I saw it on in, tape. In the, in, in, in the end zone, and I don't know that you have to. I don't I don't know that you have to in the red zone. I mean, so so basically, so what we're saying is we're getting a we're getting a Juju Smith Schuster rebound. We're getting a Deontay Johnson breakout. We're I mean, he's a, gonna be he's gonna be the only starting receiver in Pittsburgh that's over six foot. Okay. Juju's, Juju's not six feet tall. I don't think he's five eleven something. That's crazy. This guy Joe saying in the in the in the what? That's the periscope. He's 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 saying Edwards over Claypool all day. Edwards can play any. And here's the other thing about Edwards. I mean, I'm not saying that Edward isn't a versatile player, and he's he might be a better prospect. I'm talking about where he is and how they're going to use him. Okay. Well, I mean, I here. I think that where he's being taken right now in Dynasty is actually probably about right. So I can't I can't agree that I think he's a terrific value. I think he's I think he's priced correctly. I think that he certainly has upside. I mean, who would have thought that he had that speed? None of us knew he had that speed because the fact of the matter is, you go to the Senior Bowl and you don't see that damn speed. He he, he doesn't separate the whole time. We're saying like, why did why didn't he move to tight end? He could be a killer tight end. There were teams that thought that too. Then he runs this forty, and you're just like, whoa, what? How did that happen? And I know sometimes I, I know sometimes whenever they come and run that fast 40 that maybe you didn't see on tape, you could think like, well, this maybe has some Chris Godwin to it. A guy who he said like, well, you worry a little bit about his straight line speed, but boy, you love the dog that he plays with and you love the way he can get the contested catches and you love his route running and, and you, you love his fearlessness over the middle, right? You add on the straight line speed there at the combine and you say, whoa, shit, well, what do we have here that we're dealing with? This could be a different kind of animal. I, I'm not. I'm just not getting that same feeling. Like this is there aren't these other these aren't there aren't these other aggregate parts of Chase Claypool's game at the wide receiver position that I put together with the straight line speed. Other than what you said, the ability to go up and get it, contested catch situations, back corner of the end zone, you know, pylon drill type of stuff, and those are valuable in fantasy. But I just I think at Dynasty, Ben Roethlisberger's old. We're seeing the other people in his draft class: Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, starting to get to the you know. The end of their careers. Uh, ben Roethlisberger has taken absolute shit care of his body this entire time compared to some of these others. I don't think he's going to last. I just, I don't think he's going to last that much longer. So for Dynasty, I just well, I worry a little, bit, a little bit about Chase Claypool because I don't trust anything that they have behind Ben at the quarterback position. We've seen what that team turns into if if Ben's hurt, and there's no fantasy viability to it outside of the running back position if they are feeding one guy. All right, another guy I think has value is going to uh darrington evans at he's going to be the 10th running back he's the 10th running back i mean like right now his he's the 24th ranked rookie and rookie drafts 
this doesn't this list in fantasy pros where you, if you, the only way to really look at the rookies it doesn't include the uh, ADP. Okay, if you could look on, if you could fine. look in the in the other one, just for redraft. I mean, Darrington Evans is, is it's free. You know, he's he, he's free. So I kind of agree, man. I agree. I like Darrington Evans. What is it about him that you? Like most, we know. I mean, the eighty. He's an I mean, I just Kyle Spark athlete. He's you know he's not necessarily young, but um, still when he when he gets to the uh, when he gets to the NFL, he'll be like he'll he will have just turned twenty two years old. He ran the four four one forty, and then just as far as his production in college, not much in the um, not as much as some of these others in the in the receptions department. As far as just from a pure um, a pure market share standpoint only a nine percent market share but nine percent market share is pretty pretty good you know that's that's not an eno benjamin um certainly yeah, that's certainly not an you know certainly not an eno benjamin but that's not even really like you know a zach moss or like a Keyshawn vaughn is a 14 percenter um even cam Akers, you know people, people don't talk about cam Akers at all as a, as a receiving back he he, he had an 11 percent market share antonio gibson of course we know what kind of receiver he is um, we're looking at a guy that's sort of, you know, people talk about how J.K. Dobbins and DeAndre Swift maybe didn't catch enough passes in college for them to feel comfortable projecting them into that role at the NFL level. And they had the same market share, you know, as Darrington Evans did. It just seems like every or higher market shares, 10 percent and 11 percent respectively. Um, or wait, wait, wait. I mean, I'm sorry. No, no. They're they're both at 9 percent. So J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Darrington Evans, it's like. But it's weird because people are just expecting Darrington Evans to be the next Deion Lewis. Well, the thing is, well, for me, it's a lot about where he landed and what and what it means if Derrick Henry gets injured on a team that's so predicated on the run at this point. If Henry goes down, it's going to be the Darrington Evans show in Tennessee. Um. Okay. I, I just he he weighs two hundred and three pounds. You know, that's, that's fine. That's fine for me. I, I mean, there are other running backs. I mean, so does – I mean, in Minnesota – why am I Why am I blanking on his name? Dalvin. Dalvin? Yeah, I think he's – he Dalvin, Dalvin's too, he, too, Dalvin's too if he's If he's more than 210, I'll be shocked. Let's see. Dalvin Cook's weight, 209. So, yeah. <laughs> so, are you shocked? <laughs> no, I told you if he's more than two ten, I'll be shocked. Two hundred nine is fine. If it, man, we've always said two hundred five is kind of that that threshold trash, man. That's the that's the Trey Mason. It is the uh, it's the Trey Mason. It's the and yeah, and you have to think Evans the, is going to put on some Devontae more pounds. Most Freeman. most rookies most rookies do add weight. Um, this guy Trey Biggs has a question. He's saying uh, he's saying um, Trey Briggs. I have a couple questions. First one. Would you guys rather draft Gurley over Fournette, Bell, or David Johnson? Uh, and it, it's, it's this is just a redraft league. Yes, I take I, I take Gurley over those guys. I like him this year in Atlanta. Uh, I do not like him for the long term though. So um, I think, and if we're talking Fournette, I think at Fournette I take. Uh, did he did he did he mention Fournette? Oh, he did. I think I like. I think I like. Fournette. I know you love Fournette. I don't like Fournette yeah. that much. I think I like Fournette. Just I've I've Fournette and Gurley back to back with with Fournette ranked once one spot ahead of him. So if you like Todd Gurley, you, you a little do bit love better, your Fournette. 
Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. One day he's gonna, dude. One day, dude. One day he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna top he's, up. He, you justify, you justify Fournette almost as much as you do Kirk Cousins and your undying love for for him. I'm, I'm gonna bring this show in with a Kirk Cousins ID <laughs> live from the Senior Bowl. Just a, just a, just a father trash, man. Um, so Trey Briggs asking again, he says that 16 league redraft. So, so this guy's just coming here and getting all getting, getting loaded up with all of his info. <laughs> Should I go heavy wide receiver and wait till the third or fourth round to get my running back regardless of draft order? No, no, I would, I would get, I would get your, I would get, I'd get your stud running back. Cause you can only start one. You don't want that one starter to be, to be shitty. Um, Joe San is asking if you like Rockwell Armstead trash fantasy worth holding. I'll tell you, I mean, I'll tell you, I've seen Rockwell Armstead live. and <laughs> I, I think Rockwell is awesome. He did not show very well for us last year when given the He didn't show very well, but no, I liked him going into the draft process when he, when he was a rookie. I, I don't think he's a special kind of athletic and, talent. And, and here's the other thing. He's, he's, very, he's, he's, he's more than serviceable. I compare him somewhat you hold to him, though, the- how I think about Keyshawn Vaughn. Okay, well, good. It's, it's, but here's yeah. the thing: you 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 have to hold him though, because yeah. all those dudes did all the. I think maybe am am, am I wrong in saying trash me that they didn't draft a running back? They brought in James Robinson from Illinois State, and then who was the uh, the Clemson kid? Not eighteen. Um, uh, Feaster was it? Feaster Tavian Feaster? Did he go to Clemson? Where did Tavian Feaster go? I, I, he was a kind of a backup, but. Um, yeah, so he did go to. Oh, he, he was the, he, he he was at Clemson and South Carolina. Okay, like behind Armstead is Divine Azigbo, who was who was undrafted to the Saints yeah. last year. Who I who I kind of like. He was a, he he was he was a Shrine game. He was a Shrine game standout. He's uh, a big bag. So um, yeah, so. I would say trade. But yeah, trade definitely hold on. To anybody else. Armstead's yeah. definitely worth holding. Yeah. So uh, Joe San, hold on to Armstead and Dynasty. Trey Briggs. Um, yeah. I, I would not change your draft strategy radically just because you have that one. Uh, you just have that one running back spot. You don't you don't you don't want to be stuck putting fucking David Montgomery in that spot. <laughs> any, any any more values, trash man? You ready to get the hell out of here? Uh, we can uh, maybe do one more. All right. And uh, actually, it's a guy we talked about. It's Eno Benjamin. I I don't hate it. I don't he's hate it. It's not 14, as much as we like Kenyon Drake. It's not like he's ever done anything for and, a whole and season. And running backs right now. Yeah, I don't. I I I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that at all. Once he put on the extra weight from the Senior Bowl to the Combine, and I kind of saw him because I was like, dude, I was like, you know, if if you're gonna be playing at 195 in the NFL with that playing style that you have, I mean, we've talked about it, trash man. Even look at his tapes from uh, where do you go, Wiley, Wiley East? I forgot some some somewhere in Wiley. If you look at him versus uh, if if you look at him versus even high school opponents, he was not that much faster than everybody else. He was just a pen, he was untackleable. And we saw the same thing at Arizona State, the human pinball machine. That running style was not going to get it with 195. He comes to the combine 207. He looks bigger, um, you know. Yeah, I like him. I like his. I think he's a good fit in Arizona. Yeah, I like Eno Benjamin too, man. Do you, now, now, now. If it comes down to Kenyon Drake getting hurt, and you got to run to the waiver wire and pick one guy up, is it Eno Benjamin or is it Chase Edmonds? I think it's, you know, Benjamin. 